Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Welcome, gorgeous, to this podcast episode. In today's episode, I have got another really juicy interview for you that I think you're going to absolutely love. Another really candid chat about money and starting your and growing your soul aligned business. So, this interview is with Lisa Jane. She is an absolutely gorgeous human being and copywriter from Sydney, Australia. And I first started working with Lisa when she took my um, previous money program I used to run, The Wealthworthy Journey. And at the start of that journey, Lisa was living off her credit card she had for the past four years. She just wasn't having a very empowered relationship to money. And through the money work that she's done, she you know, she totally turned that around with actually in not that much time. And since then, she has started her own soul aligned business, um, doing this copywriting. And she's been doing that for about a year and she is completely booked out until the end of the year. So in this episode, we chat candidly about where she started, where she was stuck with money, what the stories and patterns were for her, what mindset shifts helped her get out of that. And then her journey starting this business and, you know, the mindset that has helped her have the flow that she's had with it. Um, And we also, we then go into a couple of tangents and chat about um, competition and what we think about, you know, looking at competitors and all of that kind of thing. So it's a really amazing chat and I think you're going to get a lot from it. So let's jump right in. Welcome to this podcast episode. In this episode, I am interviewing Lisa Jane from Sacred Social Media. Lisa has such an amazing money story and business journey story that we're going to dig into. So welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Oh, hello, Alex. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. I've been so excited to do this interview with you, Mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. Can't wait Mm -hmm. um, for you to share uh, some of your your journey, your magic and your lessons with my Mm -hmm. listeners. Mm. I'm super keen and, yeah, I just feel feel really honoured to be able to have the space to share this and I hope that, you know, anyone listening receives some gold from it because it's it's certainly been a journey and um, it's been incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to hear all about it in just a moment, but I'm going to read out your bio first. So people that don't know you can learn a bit about who you are and what you do. So Lisa is a content creator who specializes in sacred copywriting, supporting coaches and creatives with soul aligned businesses to attract their soulmate clients and inspire their soul tribe through social media and 
she does an amazing job of it. Lisa is actually currently doing my website copy. So <laughs> if you're ever looking for some really amazing, um, you know, soul aligned sacred copy, then you want to check out Lisa. Mm, thank you. And as I mentioned in this episode, we're going to chat about Lisa's money journey and business journey um, because Lisa, when I first, the first uh, work that we did together was Lisa actually doing my uh, my previous money course, The Wealth Worthy Journey, which I am now about to birth my next money course, which is going to have a different name, but it is the next evolution of The Wealth Worthy Journey. And I feel like, Lisa, you have just gone from strength to strength since doing that program. And I just remember so clearly, you know, when we first got connected and I remember you were thinking about doing run one round, but you didn't do it. And then you almost wanted to pull out of the next round um, and you just went for it. And you just really took the the lessons and the learnings and straight away were applying them and creating such change in your life. So, can you tell us a bit about where were you um, in your life, you know, work-wise and financially, um, you know, maybe relationship to money and patterns when we first met? Oh, what a blast from the past. This is, it's, I, this is so exciting just to be able to think back to this time. So, I actually remember um, the conversation that we were having via messenger chat where I was, I'd basically been following you for a while. I'd liked your vibe. Um, I, I knew that I had a bit of an intention around wealth work. Um, and I was, I think I was like $9,000 in debt at the time um, on my credit card. And I, I think I, yeah, I remember signing up and then I think a week before it started, I messaged you and I was like, I actually just feel that it's, it, it doesn't make sense for me to spend this like a thousand dollars when I don't have money in my account. Like it doesn't make sense in my head, you know? Um, and you were just like, yeah, that, that's totally fine. And like, you obviously said some things and I felt very like respected in, in what I was saying. And then I think I stopped and I just went, you know, like, let's shift this, you know, and, and kind of dived into it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously really glad that I did because I, I did, experience a shift in my mindset where um, I just, I started to see the way I spent money differently, you know? And so looking back at that now, I can, I can see that like, you know, spending a thousand dollars, there's spending a thousand dollars and then there's investing a thousand dollars that's going to get, you know, a return and how, how different that is when you're thinking like that. Um, but yeah, I was very much in the, I had a fear relationship with money obviously that stop start, I want to do it, but I can't do it. Kind of, there wasn't the power in it that I, I certainly feel that I have now. So yeah, that's a little flashback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's and, a little flashback. Mm. And was that um, like an ongoing pattern for you, the credit card debt, or was that just like a once off amount you had accumulated? Um, can you just tell us a bit about yeah, prior to that, like what your relationship to money was like? It's a great question. Um, so I think I'd, I'd always, I mean, because I was a teacher, right, I'd, I'd really had this mentality of like 
I have a capped earning capacity in my lifetime, you know, like I'm going to go to work for this many hours. doesn't matter how many hours I work. This is how much I'm going to get. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was very much that mindset. I, I've just got to budget with what I have. Um, and, you know, I also was, I was often like doing contract work as a teacher as well. So, I didn't have that sense of like, I know I can predict really far into the future about, you know, my income. And so, uh, there was this, this sense of, of, um, I could see, I can see now as a bit of a cycle of like spend, spend money carefully and then get to that point where you just over it and you just like spend a whole bunch of money that is like maybe on a self-development course or this or that and you talk yourself into it. And, um, you know, I think I'd done a bit of traveling and like I, I, I think I had, um, I was like living out of home and had quite a few expenses, but I had a, like a, a very set earning capacity for quite a few years in the, in the teaching role that I was in. So it was just a matter of like I just wasn't earning enough and I was just living life in Sydney and, and you know, allowing myself to spend money on different self-development courses as we do. <laughs> and, yeah, like one day I kind of woke up and I was like, um, you know, that, that $1,000 or $2,000 has turned into four and then it's, you know, um, and I had to buy this for my car or whatever and, and suddenly there it is. It's, it's there. You've got money to pay off and um and it just creeps up on you so Mm. and and I I just noticed that I didn't really have a system of sitting down each month just to look at okay like what's actually coming in what's going out and you know is there a way to increase my earning capacity like do I just have to surrender to this being my capped earning income you know um yeah, I had, yeah, that was kind of where I was at, and it had happened probably over a couple of a couple of years. I'd say like probably uh, two thousand and fifteen is when I got back from travels, and and that was like probably that that, that two years of of just like relying a little bit on the credit card. Mm, thank you for sharing that. So then. How did the Wealthworthy journey change things for you? Mm. Ah, well, I I signed up because I, you know, I liked your vibe. I could see that, you know, you were similar in age to me, that you had gone down the path of um, the, you know, like the mainstream, I'm going to do things by the like by the book and I'm going to get the education and I'm going to do the sensible job. And then like, I just saw you, you know, living in this way that was very different to anything I'd ever really seen, um, you know, for, for someone your age, I guess. And, and so when I, when I stepped into um, Wealthworthy Journey, I just, I just felt a lot of resonance with your heart centered approach and like your relationship to money being energetic. Um, and, and I think, you know, some of the biggest shifts for me were around, um, emotions and money and seeing how like the way that I'm spending my money 
is actually creating an emotional reaction for me and and how like if I can pay attention to how I how I feel when I spend this money versus how I feel when I spend that money then I can um I can start to like really tune into that and and question myself and be like you know, do I really want to keep spending money that way? Um, and if I feel good about spending this money, like just really own that and feel good about it and plan for it and budget for mm-hmm. it and and really like become conscious and present around the feelings. Yeah. So that was that was one massive shift. Um, I think another really massive shift was was this this idea that, um, you know, like I think charging money isn't bad, (laughs) Mm. you know, charging money for services isn't bad and um, like really getting in touch with that idea of, of like it's okay to make money from, from your purpose and the things that you love and that there can be joy in in that um and actually like sometimes people can get more value out of paying money because yes. like you know they commit to the process in a different way and all of that so yeah I, I certainly think definitely the the emotions and and really tuning into my my relationship with with the emotions of how I spent my money um which got me to start thinking about like just looking at the, the facts of like, what am I earning? What am I spending? How can I increase what I'm earning? And that it's possible to increase what I'm earning. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, yeah, looking at like, how can I, how can I feel good about um, money, you know, and and not see it as like, oh, you know, if someone's charging money, they're taking from me, or having like this really push pull relationship with like spending money or receiving money. Yeah. Yes. I remember that being a shift for you. And I remember just particularly the toll roads thing coming up and, you know, having a mindset (laughs) shift around spending money on tolls and what that actually brought you rather than having the resentment and that it was a choice even. Mm, That was, it's so funny. That was such a massive shift for me because I did. I resented it so much. I was like, how dare they take this money from me? (laughs) And, and I think it was one of those first insights um, that I had of of realizing how much your beliefs really shift your state and how it, it floods into everything else. And just kind of realizing, wow, if I can just choose to have an empowering thought, that's going to change everything for me right now. You know, if I just have this empowering thought that I'm grateful that I have the money to pay for tolls and to use this road. And if I'm in abundance, I'm not going to be concerned about that that couple of dollars because I've got so much, you know. Um, mm. And yeah, that that really did shift something for me. Um, I had a really a, another interesting <laughs> moment as well that I think I probably shared um, in the group, and it was around you know, like after, after doing a lot of the money journaling, um, and you know, at the end of the day, writing how I felt about different things. Um, I just remember that I was, um, I remember I was out to dinner. This actually feels really edgy to share. I was out to dinner 
And I think it was my birthday. Um, and I was kind of with a group of people who, you know, when like some of them were my closest friends, some of them were colleagues, some of them were acquaintances. Um, and you know, some of them might be listening now, which is like, Hey guys, (laughs) like, don't feel bad about this. But, um, I remember the feeling of like feeling love for everybody and just wanting to like pay for everything. So I just paid for for everybody. Um, and I think it cost like 400 or $500 and like in the afternoon, I actually felt a lot of contraction and I, I felt, um, a little bit sick about it because, you know, I wasn't actually honoring my boundaries. I wasn't honoring, um, you know, like my, my budget and what I could afford. And, and it was, it was a real turning point moment for me where I was like, um, you know, Lisa, if this is the only way that you you can show your love, you're never going to have what you want. Like you need to, um, honor your boundaries in, in your spending. And, um, really just allowing that emotion in really changed something for me instead of just brushing it off and going, Oh, it's fine. I actually sat with it and I was like, I feel contracted about this decision. You know, that probably wasn't the right thing to do, even though I wanted to do it. Um, and then I just explored why I did it. And even if it had good intentions or, you know, it was still a loving thing to do. It it was still a turning point for me of going like, no, they're like, you're allowed to have boundaries when it comes to spending. Oh my God. You're Mm. allowed to have boundaries when it comes to spending. Mm. Yes. I Mm. think, you know, that's going to resonate with so many people listening. Do you know, I, this brings up, um, my best friend growing up, she, couldn't not offer to pay for for people when she went for mm. coffee or for lunch or for dinner with someone. She couldn't mm. not. She told me she just couldn't not do it, mm. you know, like she mm. just didn't have exactly what you're saying, those boundaries. And I love what you've just said. I feel like that was a really valuable story. Thank you for sharing mm. about, you know, actually sitting with rather than, as you said, just brushing it off, sitting with what's this telling me? Like what, mm. what is this actually telling me about myself, um, about the experience and then taking that on as a learning to then change what you're going to do differently. So I remember, you know, I don't know where it sits exactly in relation to that birthday, but I remember you, you just radically changed your situation. you you were just getting savings in the bank, like while the Wealth Worthy Journey was going and then afterwards. So can you tell us a bit about that? And I rem- I just remember, you know, you said uh, some, one of the things was really learning where you value to spend your money and what's important to you in the future. And you just made those changes and you made so much progress in my perspective, so quickly mm. in building up your savings. Mm. Oh, wow. It's, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's a ride getting, wow, getting back into that mindset. Um, yeah, so so basically I think with any container that you go into or any program you go into, 
things start shifting as you're going into it, you know. So even while I'd, I think I'd signed up and then even while I was signing up, I had made the decision to get a second job. Um, and so basically probably the radical shifts that were happening were based on the fact that I'd made a decision to increase my earning capacity Mm. while at the same time doing the money work to go, like, how can I be more discriminate and discerning with my money? And, and yeah, thank you for bringing that back into my awareness. I, I do remember that time where I, I just went, cool, like, you know, Lisa, what do you actually love spending your money on? And how can you budget in a way that is going to actually put that money aside so you have it there and you can enjoy spending it fully? And how can you like cut back and stop spending as much money on the things that aren't as important to you? And um, yeah, I, I really remember that um, I love, and I know that this is also, I think this is, I think this is in the Barefoot Investor as well, but I, I just remember it um, really speaking to me uh, when you said it, the idea of having a generosity account and, and just accepting that like it feels good and it feels abundant to be able to give to people. And if you love giving to people, plan for that and, you know, put 5% to the side. Um, and so I feel like all of those things were working together where I had an account for my my joy and my fun and that was separate to the account for other people and i felt like that was also a really good boundary as well because then that that could say like cool this is what i'm doing for me this is what i'm doing for others and i could use the account a little bit as a, a measure and i and i think separating um my money into different accounts really helped so i had I had an account for like rent and bills. I had an account for generosity. I had an account for um, like long-term saving emergency stuff. And I called it safety, you know, because I think that was another thing that I got from the course was really getting that money is safety and that I can make more sound decisions if I've got a buffer. I can make more sound decisions if I've got a buffer. And um, so... I think all of those things were working together at that time, you know, getting the additional income at the same time as like, cool, I'm going to put 10% in this account, 10% in this account. All right, I can't spend any more in this area for a little while because I don't have that money yet. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. slowly incrementally paying off what I need to pay off um, instead of going, I just got paid $3,000. I'm going to put all of that onto my credit card and then need to use my credit card again. Whereas instead it was like, cool, I'm going to put money into all these accounts and I'll, I'll put 20% into my paying off my debt, you know? Um, so it was like getting rid of that all or nothing thinking, I think. Mm. Yes. And, you know, it's that all or nothing thinking, I think that kind of feeds into what you were talking about right at the beginning where you're kind of like, oh, I've, um, you know, got to not spend much money at all. Like, can you be really tight on yourself? And then you have the total blowout because, you know, that wasn't going to be sustainable for you. And then the blowout is why should I restrict myself? Like if I want to experience something, I'm going to experience it. Money's, you know, replaceable. And you kind of end up in a, in a cycle or pattern of where you, you keep going all or nothing. And 
you generally don't really move ahead that well in that pattern. And it's something that I always teach um, in any of my workshops where we're doing the practical money stuff is like no deprivation, you know, no trying to make this the strictest budget in the world because that's what happens with the all or nothing mentality. Mm. Mm, Absolutely. It's, yeah, I think it's that, that message coming through of be present with what is, you know, be, be honest about what you really love spending your money on. Be honest about how it feels when you spend that. And if there's something you can do to shift it, sure, shift it. But if, if, you know, um, if you don't care about that thing, like don't, don't spend heaps of money on it, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, also just, yeah, get present to like what's coming into your world. I think there was another thing that really helped me cultivate this abundance mindset um, was a suggestion that you gave around um, when you're writing in your money j- journal and you're, you know, you're writing like this is the money that came in today or this week or this month. You also included gifts in that as well. And I, I feel like that was like a really nice way to tap into how much abundance we actually have that's coming all the time that sometimes we don't dis- like we discount it if it's not like a dollar, you know. Um, yeah, so like cultivating that general sense of abundance is, yeah. is, is what I feel like was really valuable. Yes, I have a lot of people say after doing the Wealthworthy journey that they feel so much more abundant with without necessarily their situation having changed yet, you know, and just recognizing, you know, really common thing, even from people just using the abundance planner and tracker, a really common thing is people realizing how much they've actually got, especially when they choose where it goes rather than just you know, by default spending whatever they spend in a month. Mm, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very empowering um, to look at the numbers. And, like, it can be scary, though, because if you have a belief that, you know, you aren't able to increase your earning capacity, it's a really pow- like powerless place to be in to just go, this is how much I have to spend. This is how much I earn. There's, you know the margin for fun is very small here. Um, And I guess that's where entrepreneurship comes into it. (laughs) Mm. That's that's where the earning capacity changes. Yeah. So can you tell us then how did sacred social media start? Well, it's a beautiful segue, Alex, I've got to say. (laughs) Um, So it was interesting because – Today, I had a look at our Facebook friend history to see when we first kind of came into each other's field. And there was a post on September 18th, 2018, which is what, nearly three years ago now. Um, And it was a post that said, celebrating creative entrepreneurs, um, just interviewed this awesome money queen, um, you know, Alex Harvey. And I looked at that and I, I was like, that kind of looks like what I do now. What, what was happening there, you know? Like, interesting. The little seeds were planted even back there, you know? And so how did sacred social media come to be? Well, 
basically it, it, it all came through the gateway of the personal development world. Um, I think it was about 2016, early 2016 or late 2015, I started doing some um, personal development workshops. And in one of those workshops, basically what you had to do was you had to think about an event that you wanted to create in the world to make a difference in the way you care about making a difference and just do it, you know. So, I dreamt up this idea of um, running an authentic speed dating event because I was like, I just want more connection in the world. This is how to do it. And so, basically, I spent three months um, like promoting this this free event, okay, and I got like 150 people signed up to it. Um, like 95 people came to it um, and I just had a great time. Now, what I didn't realize was that, you know, heaps of people put on events and, and don't get that kind of sign up, right? And so, mm. for me, it was a complete blind spot um, of like that doesn't always happen for people, you know. And so, what interestingly came through this journey of of promoting these events, I, I basically run these events every couple of months for a few years. And without realizing it, I was actually developing the skill of copywriting and I was, I was learning what gets people to sign up, you know, like what works, why, how to fill a workshop. Like this was not a skill I was trying to learn. I just did it. And after a while, because I was so deeply involved in personal development work as a hobby, and I was always going to workshops and always going to retreats and signing up to courses. And um, eventually I had some people come to me and say, hey, like we're putting on this event. Do you mind like working with us to like you can come for free and can you help us write some of the content? Like, I didn't even literally know what the word copywriting was at that point. <laughs> They're like, can you help us with some of the content to help, you know? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to come to this event for free. I love personal development. And, you know, I just have this one in mind where I was, I was helping to, to write this copy and, you know, I think, I think they had like two weeks to get this event on the ground. It was someone who wasn't in Sydney so they didn't have a base and, and like 70 people signed up to this taster event. Um, and, again, I was just like, yeah, no, that's just normal. But then I like slowly realizing like that isn't just what everyone experiences. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, so then, yeah, like over time people started like kind of tapping me on the shoulder and be like, hey, Lisa, I'd, I'll, I'll pay you to kind of help me with this stuff, um, help me with my social media, help me with some writing. Hey, can you write my bio? Hey, can you check this? Um, and like just over time hearing that, it, it still was a massive blind spot for me. Like I didn't see it. But I was just so lit up by entrepreneurship and wanting to celebrate coaches and wanting to um, help get these amazing events out into the world. Like it was just this drive that was coming from, I you know, nowhere. I was just, just wanted it to happen because I'm so passionate about healing. And, yeah, about a year ago, um, you know, I, I was basically sitting with a friend who's, who was a new coach and she basically was just like stuck, you know. She's like, I just don't know what to say. And then I just took her through this whole process and I was like, look, just 
just tell, just tell me what you want to say and I'll write it for you. Here you go. And, and she's like, wow. And then she posted it. And like, um, I, I think I just said to her, look, for God's sake, I'll just do it. I'll just write your posts. <laughs> Pay me this much and I'll just do it. She's like, really? Okay. Um, and that's kind of how it was, it was born. It was, wow. it was like I just could hear the problem that was being, you know, expressed and I just was like, you know what, let me just do it. Um, and, and then when I, like, she, you know, started to get a bit of interest and a, a few people reaching out to her, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is a thing, <laughs> you know. Wow. That's such an amazing story. I actually didn't know (laughs) that's how it got started. And Mm. yeah, you saying that, I guess it was about exactly a year ago, but was it Mm. around August that you launched Mm. it? Mm. Yeah. It was around this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a culmination of things where, you know, someone else had reached out to me and they were like, Hey, I'm looking for an accountability coach to help me, um, like complete tasks weekly that I just want to get done. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. Why don't you pay me this much? And I'll show up half an hour a week to do that with you. And then one of the things they were working on was like wanting to post on social media more regularly. And, and they were talking about their blocks around it. And I was like, oh, well, you know, just get some flowers and some candles and sit there and just make it like this process, um, you know, like a sacred process. And they were like, like sacred social media and then they stopped and looked at me and they were like I think like we I think we both kind of said sacred social media and then they looked at me they're like that's a handle you know and I went actually went home that night and I looked up the handle and I was like that is a handle that no one's taking that how is that you know possible and it was really interesting and no I don't know that no many not many people would know this, but um, in that week, I actually created two uh, different handles, um, potentially even three, because <laughs> I, I was I was really starting to enjoy this accountability coaching stuff, and I thought maybe I could do that. Um, and then I also, you know, opened Sacred Social Media as a handle, and um. I think like I asked a couple of people in my, you know, inner circle, I was like, you know, what do you think of this? They're like, yeah, we love it. And then I just went, I I just went, I think this is the thing. And I think I'm going to incorporate the accountability aspect into it because people need this and they need this. And then, and then by Friday, like that was a Tuesday by Friday that week, I'd spent like nine hours setting up my website and I just, launched it and then from there it has just been a ride wow Mm. wow what a journey thank Mm. you for sharing I love all those like specific moments as well along Mm. the path and Mm. I remember you messaging me and telling me that you made six thousand dollars in your first month Mm. yeah and I think booked yourself out for a couple of months yeah Mm, yes, that was indeed true. And um, what's interesting, Alex, is, and I know that like 
yeah, obviously COVID has been a stressful time for a lot of people, but I was kind of getting to this place where I realized, um, you know, I was like, cool, like teaching and most jobs are going to be unstable. So this idea that I had in my head that like teaching is a safe option, Mm. it kind of just went out the window. And for me, I just looked at it and I, I was like thinking about my family at the time and I just thought, you know what, like I want to be in a position that if my family needs me, I have money to support them. And that actually was like the fire that came through and I just went, I'm going to sell this many programs and I'm going to make this amount of money in the next three months. I'm going to replace my income. Like that's what I'm going to do. Um, and it just really came through. Like it, And I think it was, I was like, I'm just going to sell uh, 10 spots at $1,000 each over the next three months. Boom. Um, and yeah. And then like it obviously just happened a lot quicker than I expected. <laughs> and and yeah, a whole bunch of people just signed up straight away. Um, yeah. And That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's amazing the momentum that you've had and that you really, you know, what part, part of what that speaks to for me is not having hangups around charging and not having hangups around, you know, taking someone on, just being like, yes, I can serve this person here's how I can serve them and letting that come in and just doing it and, you know, and just riding that momentum and being, I think something that really strikes me about you is just being, you're just so in your heart. You're just so actually focused on how you're helping someone that I think that really helps people in general, but just get out of their own shit you know, and you really live that, like you, you really live the values and the vision of your business. And it's been amazing to watch you, your journey with it. Mm. Oh, I feel that. Thank you. <laughs> That's like hitting me in the heart, Alex. You're hitting me in the heart today. I'm feeling the feels now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that just feels really nice to hear. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a bit of a whirlwind um, and it's like really nice to just take a moment to feel, I guess, yeah, how it's, how it looks from the outside, you know? Um. (laughs) Definitely. So, Mm. so much heart, so much love, so much encouragement, so much supporting others. Like you're just, and again, that's just such an abundance mindset. Like you're just so about supporting others and, And you make that your mission, which obviously, you know, ties in so perfectly with your business where you are supporting other people's vision with the copy. And I think that you just live that so fully. And I, mm. and I guess I perceive that to be, um, a real asset and a real, a real thing that makes your business work so well. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> That's wow. Um, I do feel to speak to that a little bit to link it to abundance mindset um, because I do, I actually do think abundance mindset is the key, you know, and I, and I can link it to wealth worthy journey as well. You know, like I, I do feel that, and, and also other work that I've done that's, that's really about 
you know, like I've done Dancing Eros and I really learned there that, you know, the sisterhood is like um, a place to celebrate other people and other women and, and like there is no competition. There's like you and your unique essence and someone else in their unique essence. And I really, really deeply feel that. Um, and I, I think you're right. Like I, I do believe, have this deep fundamental belief that it is possible like for me to win and for other people to win. And I, you know, um, sometimes I even shock myself at how much I want other people to win. And I think like, Lisa, is that, is like, are you, are you thinking, okay, you know? <laughs> and, and then I'm just like, no, but it just feels so important. Um, you know, and I, I often thought and, and think now and, and especially in those first, you know, few months of sacred social media, like I was like, my business is your business. Like my business is here literally for your business. Like there's no other reason for it, you know? So me working on, on someone else's business is my business. And so like, I want them to win just as much as I want me to win, like their success is as important to me, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, 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 it's so to the point of like someone came to work with me. They, they approached me. They're like, I'd love to work with you, Lisa. I'd love to be a copywriter. And I was like, look, why don't I just write you a post promoting your own package of copywriting and you, like I don't have time to kind of scale my business right now but like you can you can just do this if you want to <laughs> you know um they're the moments where I'm like Lisa I think I think you take the abundance mindset too far <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> mm. I love it yeah. I've also had money coaches in my programs as well and mm. that I've coached one-to-one. So mm. yeah, I get it. And, <laughs> and really wanting them to win. And then I've had sometimes, I don't know if it was maybe my partner or something, be like, yeah, but you shouldn't be helping them. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. And um, it's, yeah, I think this is where I'm starting to feel into what leadership might be, you know, I think in a way mm-hmm. leadership becomes, hey, we're working towards a greater mission that isn't just yes. about you and me. Like I need more mm-hmm. people empowered. That's what yes. I need because like the world needs that. The world doesn't need us to be competing against each other and like are you the better person or am I the better? It's like, no, we both need to be doing this work and we both need to amplify each other so that it can get out to the people that need it. Yes. And it's, it's usually just really obvious to me as well, how different we are and that we would resonate with really different people Mm. and, and have quite a different approach even, you know, I feel like my approach to money is so unique because I haven't just learned one set thing from someone, you know, and I've done so much development in so many areas. And so I bring a lot of that together. So I don't feel like someone's going to do the same thing as me. And also, again, just it's like what you said, uh, you know, you were learning at Dancing Eros. It's like you've got your unique essence. You've got your unique essence. Someone totally different is going to be attracted to you Mm. um, and drawn to work with you. And 
you know, benefit from working with you and you'll be able to relate to them and resonate with them in a way that I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. This is, and I think this is where the soul piece comes in, Alex, like the soul business, which is a different form of business, I think, to necessarily other types of business where, and I know that that's a really big part of, of what you do as well. Um, you know, where, where it's actually about something bigger and it's about helping people heal and about helping people awaken to their gifts and, and knowing that when people are on purpose and doing their soul work, like the world is just going to be better. Yes. And totally. Like, Amen to that. Yeah. There's, it's like, there's so much healing to be done. There's, there's a lot of healing to be done. We need a lot of people out there doing it. <laughs> you know? Yes. That just makes me think of actually a friend of mine, not that long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, sent me a link to someone's YouTube, I think. And it was like, oh, here's a person doing something similar to you. I just thought I'd let you know, you know, so you can check out the competition. I like checking out the competition. And I've actually, I've never clicked on the link because I'm like, I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care. Like I don't have time to look and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's got nothing to do with me because I'm just, you know, like what I do is pretty unique. And I I just go about doing that, not comparing myself Mm. to others. What are others Mm. doing? Should I Mm. do the same thing as them? Should I try Mm. to do something different to them? Mm. Like it's just so not where my headspace is at Mm. all. And I don't care about the competition. I Mm. I just hope they do a good job at whatever (laughs) they're doing. I know. I might message them and tell them to do a good job and that they're doing a great job and, like, keep going. Like, I might message them to do that, but I'm certainly not sitting there like, how can I do what – I'm like, no. And I I think that's just the biggest head fuck ever honestly, like maybe it works for some people, obviously like my friend that messaged me. But if I, whenever I've gone into comparison mode in the past and looked at someone else, everyone, their offerings and, oh, this is, oh my God, it's a head fuck. And it's a surefire way to make me feel like shit about myself and not do anything and just get stuck in my ego. It's And that's the piece, isn't it? It's like, whenever we're doing that, it's ego. Um, and it's like, I just feel that to keep surrendering our ego is the way through. Like every time it starts to come up, um, just letting it go. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I, I did have a client, um, who was like, you know, they, I could feel them going into comparison and I just got really worked up about it. And I was like, I, I literally just said, I don't give a fuck what that person is writing on their account. Like I care about what your soul wants to say right now. Like that's actually what I care about. And I couldn't believe like how I was just so fired up about it. Yes. <laughs> Luckily we both started laughing. But yeah, you know, I, I just, I look around at, at other people that, you know, if I see someone doing something that is integrity and is actually their gift, I'm like a full fuck yes to that. Sometimes I do see other, you know, I do, I I can tell the difference when someone is like, oh, I'm not really sure what my thing is. So like I see that this is working for that person and I'm, I might try that on. Mm. I can feel that. And, and, you know, it could be really easy to go, oh my God, they're doing the same thing. 
But actually what my what my heart says is the level of um, success that you're looking for will only come when you're in your genius. It will mm-hmm. only come when you're actually doing your soul gift. So it's like the it's almost like it will take care of itself. The people that are in integrity, in authenticity, doing what they're here to do, you know, full fire to that because that's what the world needs. And people who are still finding their way that are like, you know, trying different things on, it's like if that's not for them, it will fall away naturally. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's almost I don't feel this need to patrol or compare or it's like everyone will f- find their their thing and do what they need to do. Um, and they're all on their journey at different points of the journey. Yeah, totally. Mm. So let's let's bring it back to your business. That was a good sidetrack rant. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was really valuable. I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that too. <laughs> uh, I, so I wanted to ask next, what's been the most challenging part of running your own business for you or running this business? <laughs> okay, this is this is going to sound like a humble brag, and, yeah. but I'm, I'm just being completely honest. It has been the rapid amount of success that I have experienced in a short amount of time, and and really trying to stay grounded in that, and and feeling so many times that I could be elevated beyond where I'm at. You know, people going, "Oh, you can do that," so maybe like you could do all of this as well and me having to be really discerning and going, Hey, like, I don't, I don't want to do that yet. Or like, I want to build the groundwork and the foundation of what I'm, I'm, I really want to master what I'm doing um, before I start scaling, before I start going to the next level. And um, I don't want to, I don't want to take shortcuts. I don't want to jump the gun and, be launching all this stuff that I can't actually support or hold because, you know, I'm just one person at the moment. And yeah. So that, to be honest, like it's been hard to say no to opportunities that are really great. It's been hard to manage my boundaries around like how, how much I can take on and, and, and really just to manage that, the balance of like, you know, the entrepreneurial world whispering all the time, scale, mm. scale, scale, you know? Do this. Yeah, do you know, if you're experiencing this, why don't you do this? And it's like, and also I'm just really happy with with what I'm doing and um, mm. I don't necessarily want to do all the things right now that I could be yes. doing, you know? Um yeah, and like there's a part of me that, for example, like I'm so excited to do this this podcast. Uh, but even in my head, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do the podcast and I'm gonna share about it and it's gonna it's gonna get other people to reach out to me and ask me to be on their podcast. <laughs> and then, like it's gonna keep it's gonna keep and then that's gonna boost my authority and then people are gonna want to work with me more because they think I'm like, I just wanted to be on the podcast because I like talking to Alex. Like <laughs> And I want to help her promote her business, you know. Um, so it's just like I'm a little energetic being that is like trying to mm. trying to trying to do what brings me joy. Like I've had to stop posting on Facebook at the moment because 
when I get into my zone and I post generally if there's an influx of people that are like cool Lisa can I work with you now and I'm like oh my god and and a few people said to me Lisa stop stop posting if that's your problem and I'm like yeah okay you know Wow, that's amazing. What a good problem to have, Lisa. (laughs) So my final question for you is what advice would you give um, the version of yourself right at the start of her money and business journey? Because obviously, you know, you would dabble with the business events as well early on. I would say, I would say listen to what people are telling you about what you're good at. Like if you're, if you're good at something, um, listen, like just listen to that feedback and don't dismiss it and don't, don't tell yourself anyone can do that. Um, I'd also say, you know, put, put your stuff in a package. I think mm. when you're, really early on in the entrepreneurial journey. There's a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of um, I'll do this thing one off and I'll do that thing one off and I'll do this thing over here. And I think one of the quickest ways to transform your business is to to put put something together in a, in a, in a valuable package that you can sell and and that's really going to boost your sense of what's what's possible and how much value you can provide and just put as, love that. put as much value into it as you can until people yes. just can't say no to it you know yes i love that yeah i i think packaging is so important for you as a business owner but also to work with people and get really great results and and you know be able to serve to a higher level and and really have that satisfaction of that service as well mm. Mm. all right so before we wrap up i know that you're pretty booked up till the end of the year but you are going to be starting some sacred copywriting consulting packages in october is that mm. right yeah, and what's really interesting, Alex, is this dropped in this idea. I mean, it's been kind of cooking for a while, but it dropped in when I attended your uh, free webinar a couple of weeks ago. You gave us this moment to just think about what we might like to achieve by the end of the year. And I I thought, oh, I'd like to be doing copywriting consulting, you know, and, and kind of set a little goal around that. So, yeah, you know, just linking back to what I said, I've been thinking of ways of like how can I still serve a lot of people um, without, you know, like, yeah, stretching my capacity in terms of how much I can write in a week. Um, and so, yeah, this this idea emerged and uh, I've, I've already got a couple of people that have like taken the spots. So, I don't know if it's like a real October for anyone. Like it's just kind of there and I don't, I don't really know if there's space um, at the moment for it. Um, but yeah, it's certainly something that's going to be coming through. Definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Lisa, where can people find you online? Like they, if they want to connect with you and get some of your goodness. Oh, um, at, at sacred social media, um, is the handle for Instagram. So very welcome to follow. And 
I think, yeah, that's that's probably it at the moment. Um, you can you can add me on my Facebook account, Lisa Jane, as well. Um, I really feel like anyone who desires to work with me, uh, it would be good to actually add me on on Facebook and follow me for a while to get a sense. Um, I think, yeah, just getting to know me that way is a good way. Um, so it just, yeah, it's. I'm in for the long term, you know, so it's like, Mm. let's just take everything slowly. Everyone just take it slowly. Let's all get to know (laughs) each other, shall we? (laughs) Let's all get to know each other. I love it. And your website? It's um, www.sacredsocialmedia.com. Yep. Um, And, yeah, I think I'm I'm not sure if if people really know – what the spiral is but it's it's a bit of a um like a it's I I guess it's like a bit of a healing journey or like an emotional clearing journey um that yeah like earlier this year I became a spiral practitioner um and yeah I'll, I'll probably like next year be just taking on a couple of a couple of clients um through that journey like maybe one or two a quarter so but there's also like heaps of cool spiral practitioners around. So yeah, there's that too. (laughs) Mm, All right. Well, I encourage everyone to go connect with Lisa on the socials. All those links will be in the show notes and just thank you so much, Lisa, for your time and for your generous sharing of your journey. It's been amazing and I'm sure it's just been so valuable to everyone that has listened to this. Well, I encourage everyone to work with you, Alex, and to jump into whatever you offer because, you know, you're doing amazing things and you've got such a beautiful blend between head, heart and soul. And I just, I love that you're, you're bringing, you know, soul-led business to the world of entrepreneurs and, and, and anyone who's like interested in an abundant life, you know, abundant, intuitive, like, delicious living is is how I feel about the what you do um yes so I just have so much respect for for what you do and how much value you add and the care that you put into and the care and the detail like I'm just so um impressed by how you organize everything <laughs> you know such a such a incredibly um organized mind which I, I love thank you Lisa Wow. Isn't Lisa Jane just the most beautiful human? She is so gorgeous. And I am so grateful that she so generously shared her journey with all of you here on this podcast. I think it's just so empowering for us to hear other people's stories. I just think it's one of the most empowering things. I I know I've already said that, but I do. So I'm so deeply grateful to Lisa. Uh, And I definitely highly recommend connecting with her on your socials. Now, before I sign off, I just want to remind you or share with you, if you don't already know, that my next money program is coming up, Money Queen. So this is my my latest um, evolution of my money program. So it's the next evolution of the Wealthworthy journey, which we chatted about in the podcast episode. And it is called Money Queen and it is a six week live 
money journey experience like no other you've ever been on. And this is for you if you want to get empowered with money, if you want to feel the the confidence, the power, and the control to create the financial outcomes you want or to create the changes that you want rather than feeling like a victim to money or you don't have that power and choice or you're stuck in certain patterns or with certain ceilings, maybe in your bank account level or your income, and you really want to bust past them, then this is the course for you. It's like a money skills mastery course. And we dive deep into the mindset elements, the emotional elements. We look at everything that's underneath the surface that drives your perception and your behaviors and the possibilities you even perceive around you. There is infinite potential and possibility always around you. And it's what you're tuned into. And then we also look very practically at your money management stuff and setting up simple systems that are going to work for you, that are going to align with your life and what you're here to create and be sustainable and even enjoyable. Yes, it's possible. I've heard it many times now from many of my clients. So if you want to join us on this journey or you want to learn more about it, I recommend go check it out now. We start in a week on the 14th of September, 2021, which is exactly a week after this episode is being released. And so you can head over to my website, go.alexisharvey.com forward slash money queen to learn more and register. Otherwise, I will also put the link in this episode description. So you should be able to find it there as well. All right. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Lots of love. Ciao.